You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Welcome back to another episode of The Food Code. It is Friday and that means one thing. Friday Friday fire. fire. I'm getting a soundboard. We need a soundboard with with sound effects. (laughs) Something with like a big crash boom. (laughs) Nick always always jokes that when he's talking to me in the... I tend to be like kind of a dramatic driver. And he's like, you're the only person I know that when you're driving, things are blowing up around you because of the way you talk to me. (laughs) I'm like, people are just aggressive. And I have my child in the backseat. It's funny because I've driven with you a lot of times. I don't really think you're. Yeah, I don't know. I think he just exaggerates, obviously, how I respond to things. I mean, I feel like women are automatically (laughs) just categorized as horrible drivers. I do get nervous, like, if I feel like he's getting too close to someone when I'm in the car and I have kind of that knee jerk reaction of like grabbing things. Like, (laughs) bracing. I did that too. Or Art will always like yell at me because I'm like, freaking out over something that's like he doesn't think it's a big deal you yes. know because he's driving and you yes. feel you do feel different things totally because you're not in control right yeah and you don't know what they're thinking yeah. or what they're seeing or not seeing my yes. favorite is when i have like my arm in the wrong spot or i'm like leaning forward too far and he can't see out the window and he's like <laughs> freaking move sometimes like, i have a really bad habit of like if we're at a crosswalk or something i wave the person to go and nick's like you can't do that when you're not driving <laughs> i was like trying to be kind <laughs> oh my Our well husbands. especially you have to be careful of that if you have Kirsten totally totally I mean Marcus right now we just go on these like walks which really just entail going two houses down because it takes us like 20 minutes and all he wants to do is weave in and out of like the sidewalk and the driveways to get to oh. the street Carson just wants to run in the street right yeah. now that is luckily where we move to in Elgin has like we're on like a street that isn't an outlet yeah. and so you don't take it unless you're going to a house on that street really right. and so luckily our street is very quiet yeah. so I'm okay with him like running in the street right now which probably isn't a great habit to create yeah um, <laughs> want to do that because he definitely picked up an empty water bottle and put it in his mouth the other day before I could get to him like toddler life anyways let's <laughs> talk about today's topic um so hopefully you enjoyed hearing about our husbands <laughs> how much we annoy them oh, okay um so We wanted to talk today about how a lot of times our expectations of ourselves in this journey of health or losing weight or body fat or whatever it might be, isn't necessarily the healthiest play for us. And what we mean by that is a lot of times we have this vision of getting to X weight, you know, say it's 130 pounds, but for us to get to 130 pounds, we would need to give up a lot of the things that we enjoy, like going out to eat with friends or, you know, giving up wine or some of the foods we love to get to that place. And then to maintain at that place, we would actually start to see negative Mm -hmm. adaptation happening within the body because that place just might not be healthy. You guys, I'm sorry to break it to you. Females are not meant to walk around with abs. Most people aren't. I mean, there is an essential level of body fat percentage that we need. 
um, because it affects the lining of all of our internal organs. And so just because you see someone that have has abs, it doesn't mean that that's a sign of health. No. It can actually mean that it's they have poor health, especially yeah. if they're trying to maintain it for too long, right? Yes. Like we do see like actors and let's say like people who are competing oh, totally. for shows or you're training for something specific and you do diet down to a really yes. low level, right? That's an intentional diet down. Like these poor actors get hated on for being like 10 pounds beyond what they like freaking what's his name in 300 when he was yeah. shredded and then everyone yeah. had the 300 diet or workout plan and then you see him in like a tabloid at the beach with a little bit of belly flab and it's like oh my gosh he let himself yeah. go maybe he just now has a balanced lifestyle and isn't working out three hours a day and hating everything he does because all he's eating is tilapia and broccoli and brown rice like yeah. We well, need to understand that what we see is bigger than what's on the surface. You have to understand that maintaining that yes. physique is not necessarily healthy. A lot of people think that just because they're so fit and they have this abs, six pack, mm -hmm. eight pack, whatever, that that defines health. And most of the time, and I know you can attest to this, absolutely, those people are feeling their worst. They are oh, so gosh, tired. Yeah fatigued, sore all the time. They're not gaining strength in the gym. They're hungry, mm -hmm. miserably, right? So they're I not was, sleeping I was well. in the worst binge restrict cycle I had ever been in for multiple years when I was my leanest. So I was 9% body fat at my leanest. I was basically skin and bones. Still thought I was fat. I had a horrible body image situation going on. I was restricting for weeks if not months at a time and then having horrible binge episodes where I would get wasted off my mind mm -hmm. and my poor husband would have to like put me to bed I would eat things out of the garbage like it was it was bad like it yeah. was very bad I had a very poor relationship with food was I the smallest I had ever been yes and people honestly would praise me for it you know people would see me you're, you're so fit you're so muscular you're so lean you look so good and I don't think that people truly realize what's going on in those people's lives. And don't get me wrong. There are anomalies, guys. There are always the outliers. But the most, you know, general population, that type of physique is not healthy. And I'm sorry that Instagram and social media makes it seem that way for you. But we need to talk about what is healthy. And that equates to your happiness Mm -hmm. a balanced lifestyle and Healthy. physical health like yeah. for females for us to maintain hormones i didn't have a menstrual cycle for over two years i was cold all the time i had zero sex drive even though you know you look great so you should feel sexy mm -hmm. zero sex drive because my hormones were so tanked mm -hmm. and i was basically running off of cortisol yeah i was running off of stress well and i think you know you brought up a great point of you would be so restrictive mm -hmm. and so dialed in and weighing and measuring everything like obsessive over it and obsessing of calories in and macros and then like what you posted on instagram the other day is if you had a binge weekend then you were going back into the gym and you were binging on exercise exercise yep and you're not alone in that i've seen so many people and a lot of people don't talk about it like yep. i know other and you know other mm -hmm. um, nutrition coaches in the space who have these swings themselves yep. where they swing the pendulum really hard and they're really restrictive and they're overtraining or they're just really dialed in at certain points right but then they go out and they completely go ham and get wasted and the, you know yeah they overconsume all of these things and that's not a healthy uh, balance either right so we're kind of talking about like 
you dial down and you get to these places if you know women do physique shows yep or you train for a competition you just have to understand like those people are doing that intentionally and they may be doing 12 to 16 weeks to get there they are not going to maintain that no they usually have horrible rebounds oh yeah like it is a serious problem in the bodybuilding community post show how quickly those people usually put on weight like massive amounts of weight 15 to 20 pounds in the matter of a couple weeks um because they are so deprived and they are so restricted that they obviously after a show go and eat their body weight and food Mm -hmm. and then it's super stressful on their digestion um yeah because they're eating they're going from eating egg whites tilapia (laughs) broccoli to pizza beer you know treats like we had a trainer that used to train for us and we told him the next time that he decided to do a show he needed to take three months off because he was super oh my gosh super fatigued like almost like brain dead in certain times because you Mm -hmm. can't think clearly right and i was dangerous now my mood swings were crazy like it was insane how much i was lashing out on people and like i was i I would have a bad workout because i was training to compete i would have a bad workout and it would ruin my entire day i would come home i wouldn't want to talk to nick i would just like want to throw things like it it is insane how much we just chalk a lot of this up as you're stressed or it's just how you are or whatever it is like this is because i was depriving my body Mm -hmm. and so we want to talk about you know like liz was saying sometimes we can get to this place And sometimes even dieting like in a relatively healthy way, you can get to this place. But understanding that at some point you need to come out of that calorie deficit. You need to bring the body back up to maintenance because although when you get to that weight, you might not see adaptation negatively start to happen right away, it will happen over time. If you are underfeeding your body, your metabolism will slow down. Mm -hmm. You will start to experience probably poor sleep, feeling crappy in the gym, you know, no sex drive, cold all the time. Your thyroid will probably start to slow down to conserve energy. Like there's a lot of things that don't happen overnight, but that happen over time when you try to constantly maintain this lean physique or this place that you've gotten to because you're fearful of what will happen if you start eating more. Yeah. And the, the rebound of all of this is that the healing process that you need to go through to actually really restore hormones, metabolism, your menstrual cycle, if you're a female, correct digestion, improve your immune system is oftentimes twice as long as you spent, you know, in this severe deficit totally. um, or, you know, overtraining. So if you were doing it for, let's say six months to two years, it could take you a really long time, a couple of years, you know, mm-hmm. to, to get back to, to where you need to be. And so we always look at like the length and the depth yep. of, you know, calorie deficits and also consistency. So yes. most of the people that we work with, um, in our general population who have been following this like 12 to 1400 calorie mm-hmm. intake, we often see that when we really look at the honest truth of their intake, it might be 10 to 14 hundred calories. So a thousand to 1400 calories Monday through Thursday, but then we're taking these huge swings to Mm -hmm. 2,600, 3000 calories on the weekend. So your overall average may be your maintenance, Mm -hmm. but you're taking these huge swings. And that's also a reason why your body starts to store body fat and why you start to still feel and deal with some of these symptoms of metabolic adaptation because your body can't figure out what's going on. Right. And then your digestion is all over the place. You're going from 
you know, maybe calorie dense foods to high levels of fiber and nutrient dense foods. And that looks a lot different from a volume standpoint. Right. And so it's just really important that we kind of take a step back here and look at the holistic picture. Yes. You may have this idea in your mind that you should be X amount on the scale, mm-hmm. but to get there, it might be, you know, very, very hard and take a long time, some extremes. And so I think it's important that you approach this from a health and confidence first, because I don't believe that every single person is going to find happiness at a scale weight. Totally. You can be five pounds heavier. And if you're thriving, you're able to go out and enjoy a date night. You have sex drive. You want to be with, you know, intimate with your spouse. Who cares about that extra five pounds if you're healthy, totally. right? So let's talk about like, where, where do we look at for healthy body fat percentage? Because mm-hmm. what we're talking about here is in a really extreme, what did you say you were? 11? I was 9%. 9% body yeah. fat. That's super, super lean. Yes. It was like, I look back at pictures now and I looked sick. Yeah. And at the time I thought I was fat still. Like I still looked in the mirror and I was yeah. like holding on to belly skin that I was like, I'm still, I still have this belly roll. Like it was obscene. It was obscene. And it's different for everyone. I think some females can get, you know, I know some females that have abs at 18, 19%. Mm-hmm. I know I really didn't have abs unless I was like working out and I was flexing visibly at 9%. So like, I think that's another thing is understanding different body types mm-hmm. and genetics play a role here. Um, some females can be safe at like 17 to 20% body fat without losing their period. Some can even get down to like 15% and not lose their period. Others will lose it as soon as they drop under 20%. So like, I know we're using percentages of body fat here, which aren't very common with what you see every day on a scale or anything, but knowing that everyone is different, every single person is different. It is usually not very healthy for females to drop and stay below 20% for long periods of time. Yeah. And I think on the male side, understanding what that looks like, some males that you see, let's talk about, you know, the 300, he was probably at five, 6% body fat. He was extremely lean. He was super muscular too. Yeah. Like he built muscle. It yeah. wasn't just reduction of body fat. Like he was jacked. Yeah. Probably maybe even been on steroids. I don't know. Like most likely <laughs> in order to build that much muscle. But anyways, so for men, I mean, we look at kind of a health marker here around, you know, 10 to 15%, I would mm-hmm. say anything less than 10%. That's kind of where you're running risk of, you know, further decreasing testosterone, really struggling in the gym. Um, and, and I think males deal with body dysmorphia just as much as females do. And it's yep. just not something that it's talked about. Right? Totally. Totally. Um, and they kind of get caught up in this physique too. But I've worked with several guys who you can see the outlines of their abs. They enjoy the weekend. They have a healthy mm-hmm. lifestyle. They, you know, do training three or four days a week. They're recovering and they're getting stronger, but they're, def- you know, two to 3% higher than what they might like to be. Yep. But doing what it takes to get down and really dialing in is not something that they are willing to do because that means giving up your lifestyle. And I think a lot of people don't realize that until they get there. Like a lot of people don't realize what you want to attain physically and body composition wise isn't worth it to you. Mm -hmm. And so we beat ourselves up constantly. It's just like there's no equality between what we want and what we're willing to do. You know, it's the want versus the commitment. And so many people want to look a certain way. But then when they get to there and realize, oh, I can't go out to eat as much as I want to. I can't have a glass of wine whenever I want. I can't have those cookies as much as I want. Like this isn't really what I want. And it's a hard truth to face because we kind of feel like we're letting ourselves down in a little way. Um, But 
is that last like five pounds? Is that, you know, visible flat stomach abs situation really worth your happiness? Mm -hmm. Like, is it really worth you giving up all the things that make you happy? Because giving up date night, giving up yeah. going out with your friends. I mean, especially right now in COVID, like stress is extremely high. Mm -hmm. So what else gives? Like you yeah. already can't go out, you know, majority of the times with your friends the way that you used to. There's no concerts. There's no sporting events. Like I can now go out to eat on a patio somewhere. I don't want to give that up. No. That's getting out of my house. That's and insanity. I don't want to constantly <laughs> obsess over it either because I've been there too. Like obsessing over every single thing that is in my house that I put in my mouth that every single family function, what food is going to be there, how can I make this work for my diet? Like that is a horrible place to live. Like when my hobbies basically included counting calories, working out, weighing myself, like when those are my hobbies, something's wrong. Going to the gym, going you know, prepping, like, exactly. sleeping. Exactly. There was a time in my life that that served me for a goal performance-wise, but it created a very horrible place mentally with food that lingered for far long after mm -hmm. I was done with the performance side of things. Well, and I think you brought up a great point there too. That was your job, right? Like that is what your lifestyle consisted of. So on the flip side of all of this, you were training multiple hours a day in the gym. You were sleeping and really prioritizing recovery. So you weren't going out to social functions because you needed to rest and recover and be mm -hmm. ready to go for your workout yes. in the next, the, the next day. Exactly. And then you need to come home, eat, nap, recover, and then you might have an afternoon training session. You know, it's like the podcast that we did with Jen Ryan. And she talked about like her day and her schedule, how many times she eats a day, how many times she sleeps, yeah. what her, her recovery looks like. It. Absolutely. And yeah. a lot of people just think that the answer is, as we always talk about, less intake and more cardio or more yeah. hours in the gym. And it's not that simple because then you're not sleeping, mm -hmm. you're not recovering, you're trying to mom, you're trying to work, you're trying to wife, you're trying to do all these other things to please everybody. And at the end of the day, like you are miserable and you're deteriorating your health mm -hmm. trying to take such large extremes. Yeah. So the, you know, the, the whole premise of this podcast is ask yourself why, mm -hmm. like what is my goal and why is that a scale weight goal for me? Why do I think that's what's going to make me happy? Like, what about that number? What about that body composition? Like, what about that makes you think it's going to change everything? Because it's not. I was I was there. Liz has been there. I was not happy. Nope. I was not healthy. And it ruined me for a very long time afterwards, too. Mm -hmm. Like, getting to that place didn't just impact that moment in my life. It impacted me being able to have children later on. It impacted my stress levels and my body's ability to tolerate stress for years after that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think so many of us are teetering on this line of complete burnout and mm -hmm. functioning just off of like pure stress and cortisol and hormones that we don't realize long-term what we're doing to our bodies. Yeah. And the, the level of happiness we're trying to find in a physical look mm -hmm. whereas it mean like it's so much more than that yeah and it's like what we talk about in our evolve university we we're talking about like you have to create a lifestyle that you love that you enjoy right and part of that is food and nutrition are experiences they're part of moments in time you want to enjoy the cookies that you bake with your kids you want to be able to take them for a bike ride and get ice cream and not be standing there eating ice cubes because <sighs> mommy has goals 
you know, hashtag uh. mom life. Like, I just think like, this is where you have to, if you are seeking confidence, you have to take a step back and you have to look at how are you showing up for yourself every day? Yes. And you can build confidence. You can find joy in the journey. You can get to a place where maybe you're two, five, 10 pounds above this ideal scale number that you have in your mind and you can look fit you can look lean that's the other thing is a lot of people think the scale weight is all that matters Mm-mm. so they diet so hard that they lose muscle at the same time as they're losing fat and therefore they're left with the physique that they don't love because it's skinny fat yep right so you got to be resistance training you got to be strength training and that's like prioritizing your health and your nutrition at the same time as you're showing up for your fitness like that's going to be how you change and get the body composition that you want you may not be as lean or as cut if you will um or let's call the buzzword tone as you think you should be because you know that's another another level yeah and that's not anything that we coach if you Mm -hmm. are you know somebody who wants to do a body composition show or a bikini competition like there's other coaches that are experts in that totally we promote a healthy lifestyle because I would never want to take someone to the place where you were with... deteriorating their health. Right. Yeah. It's don't get it twisted guys. Don't think that we are saying don't reach for your goals and don't try to work to better your health. But there is a very big difference between being healthy and lean and strong and, you know, have a healthy relationship with food and then getting to a place where you are literally ruining your health, trying to look a certain way or weigh a certain weight and giving up everything you love in that process. There is a big difference there. And so are we saying to just say, screw it, no reason to go for my goals if I can't, if like being there is going to be unhappy or whatever? No. But the work you put in every day and the actions you take every day to drink the water, to work out even when you don't feel like it, to eat the quality food over the crap food just because you've, you know, you feel like McDonald's, so I'm going to get McDonald's because I should listen to my body. Like, no. Some days you got to eat when you don't you know, eat the vegetables when you don't feel like eating the vegetables. Those actions are the wins that create the confidence. The scale doesn't create the confidence. The body composition doesn't create the confidence. Those are usually products of you making those wins every day. But I think the confidence we're all searching for is in the control that we finally gain over our life and over our food by making those decisions every day to better our health, not to get to a certain weight or a body composition, but to just take back control. So, like we said, it's it takes having that hard conversation with yourself to decide, is looking like that realistic for me in my life and is it going to be healthy for me? Because most of the time, we have unrealistic expectations going into weight loss journeys. Let's just be honest. Yep. I've had them, yep. like for sure. But what has to happen is we need to somehow get lost in the journey. Like get lost in loving what you're doing and being proud of what you're doing every day And eventually you're just going to get to a place where you're like, wow, I am really happy right now and I am really confident. And it's surprising that I'm not at this weight because I thought that's what I had to do to be happy. Yep. So we want you to kind of take a step back and not put so much pressure on yourself to get to a certain weight or body composition look and understand that a lot of times what we think we should be at may not be the healthiest thing for us. Focus on your biofeedback, focus on your pictures, focus on your measurements, focus on how you feel every day, day Mm -hmm. in and day out. Biofeedback, we've talked about it before. The shreds model. This is Sam Miller Science. We talked about (laughs) it when he was on our show. Um, Sleep, hunger, energy, digestion, recovery, stress. 
I, I did <laughs> it backwards there. But all of those things, like, are you, is your PMS, is your cycle, is it normal? Are you having, um, you know, big swings throughout the month with huge cravings or, you know, a lot of cramping and, you know, heavy bleeding or really light bleeding, or maybe you've lost your cycle, like all of those things, as Dr. Brighton says, like those are all telltale signs of like how your health is because our period is pretty much our report card, Mm -hmm. um, for our, our female health, right. And sex drive and all of those things. Um, and you know, I would add here, if you're somebody that is in the gym, are you getting stronger? Are you thriving in workouts? Are you dragging ass all the time? Like you don't want to go to workout anymore and you're losing like, you know, this desire and this drive Mm -hmm. because things just feel so hard and you're so fatigued and you're not recovering. Like then you need to take a step back and prioritize some of those things to keep your health in line as you continue to work towards, you know, losing the fat that you want to lose. But I think we also have to step away sometimes from these just strict scale goals or physique goals that we saw an Instagram model have and understand that that may be their job and that season of their life looks much different than it might look for you right mm-hmm. now. There's a reason that Victoria's Secret models make millions of dollars looking how they do. <laughs> it's because they were born that way. <laughs> and Genetics also play a huge role. They work yes. hard, but some people just got it. Okay. And it's okay if that's not you. We find the healthiest version of you for you. And that looks different for everyone. So remember, don't compare. Focus on your journey. Keep your head down. Put in the work and be proud of that work. That is what builds the confidence that you're looking for. Have a great Friday. We'll be back on Monday. And Monday's I think exciting episode. It is with Mm -hmm. Emily Frisella, special episode that we did with her today. Um, And so we will put that up on Monday and we hope you all have a great weekend. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye.